0: So welcome to the, uh, the Health Factory Podcast. This is Josh, and I'm here with the one and only Dusty Holden. Dusty, welcome to the show. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Hey. Uh, so today, we've actually been sitting here talking for the last, what, 15 minutes or so about injury. Yeah. We because we, uh, we don't see a lot of people that get injured doing CrossFit. I mean, it does happen. Yeah, yeah. occasionally. Yeah. yeah, Being awesome does come with a cost sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and usually that cost is overuse. Yep. For sure. Almost every time, the, I mean, I'm not going to say every single time, but what we see a lot of is an athlete comes in, they love it, they love the results that they get, and they think 10 times more sessions will equal 10 times more of the results can't get enough of it. Yeah, and unfortunately, you get an overuse injury, right? Yeah, yeah. So in, in that instance, what would you think that, let's say that I've been doing CrossFit for, let's say, five years. What would be the most common thing you see uh, start to present itself as sort of a not, a, not a chronic, but as an acute piece that comes into a CrossFitter who, who, let's say, they found it, they love it, and then they work out as much as possible?
1: Uh, most common thing that I see? Yeah. Um... I would say you know it's just managing the volume, yep. you know, uh, knowing like how much is enough to continue to progress, but then where's the line of it going, you know, past that and now it's becoming more detrimental than it is beneficial to them continuing to advance and improve. So, um, how do you measure that in your own training?
0: How do you know uh, not to do too much? Man, how I feel yeah you know, what's a, what's a sign for you that you say like man I need to either calm the volume off. or calm the intensity down yeah
1: I think just in the way I feel you know okay. if i'm if I'm dragging myself into the gym every day and um just not excited about training and struggling with a little bit of motivation yeah. then I know and you know I think the longer that you do it um the more you start to be in touch a little bit more with those type things you know how your body feels i think early on you you've got a goal in mind or you have uh you know a place that you're wanting to to get to and so you push past you know a lot of maybe little red flags uh along the way but then at some point you know you you shift into all right you know um what does this look like long term for me i really enjoy it how do i continue to do it for a long time. And I think that's where, you know, finding that sweet spot of how can you continue to progress yourself and uh improve, but uh you don't have to like slam your face into the ground every it day. It doesn't you know? have to be murder intensity no. every single day. <laughs> no. Yeah. But it we didn't start out like that,
0: right? Like we no. started out like and oh, we know from experience, a, right? Like we did do a hundred miles per hour hundred oh, percent of the time. Yeah. And you learn that's that's, that probably ain't it. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've talked about that before, you know. And like, I look back at things that I we did when we first opened, you know, and c- compared to what we're doing now, it's. I mean, I'm like, what was I doing? You know, <laughs> yeah. I was like killing people. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. Maximum intensity all the time. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's just what you what we knew at that point, you yeah. know, yeah. and and really it. We kind of pass it off as like people would drop away. And we're like, well, they just weren't cut out for it, you know. Yeah. Yes, I do. I do. Um, and then I think somewhere along the way, you know, you we all like evolve and grow, and you try to figure out, well, you know, is that the best way, or are there other ways to do this? You know, fitness shouldn't be about managing dysfunction. No, yeah. no, it shouldn't. It, be it shouldn't. Better. And you know, I think for myself, I, one of the things that I know, I. I feel the best whenever I'm, like, backing off intensity volume, like, about every four weeks. Okay. So, it's like uh, a
0: natural deload, kind of like yeah. what we do with our programming. We about do three to
1: four weeks, and then there's some
0: sort of... little taper. goes down, something changes in intensity, maybe there's a few easy days, whatever yep. you want to call it in there. Yeah, um, I'm still moving, you know. Yeah. It's
1: not like I'm just shutting it down. Yeah. Still moving, but... Um, Definitely backing off. For me, the older I get, that's the one thing I feel like intensity. I can't. I, I don't. I don't feel good when it's every day, and I'm going. You know, super hard. So with CrossFit's definition, with constant, very constantly
0: varied, there needs to be also a variance of intensity. Oh, I, I, yes, yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. Now you said you said something that was interesting, like because sometimes you would push through, not necessarily pushing through injury. But when you're you're kind of getting up close to a wall isn't there a time where it's like hey man to get over that hump that's not necessarily a wall you do need to push through but then like you said sometimes it's it's a wall and it's a signal and you're supposed to not do it how do you differentiate between the two how do if i'm if i'm doing this and i'm not i'm not been working out for a million years like you like how do i get there to know pull back
1: um you know, I think that's where the deload plays a good, in, good in, for good. Uh, a good, uh, it, it's in a good place for me because, like, if I get around that like week two, um, knowing that I just had a mm, deload yeah. a couple weeks before, Smart. so like, you know, I know physically, like, I I, I I I should be good right now. You know, maybe there's some other like things that's going on, and not necessarily just linked to my training. You know, yeah. maybe it's my work schedule's a little bit more busy right now and I'm not I'm just not recovering as well maybe I'm not sleeping as well but you kind of know what your body can do I know what it can do and, and I know what it should be like gotcha. should be doing at this point but now I get to week three and I start to feel that I. Know, well that's normal you mm-hmm. know like I've been training hard for three weeks now gotcha. knowing that the next week is going to be a little bit of a taper gotcha. so that's that point where I would be like All right, you know, hey, just a few more days, you know, and then I've got I'm going to be backing it off. So,
0: um, and that's exactly what we just did with our cleans and our front squats. Yeah, a lot of people PR clean, a lot of people PR front squat, and it's then we we're not really we're messing with the barbell went heavy last week. You know, yeah.
1: Um, And so, and I think that's a good way. It allows people a chance to, you know, let your central nervous system kind of simmer down a little bit after lifting heavy yeah. for a few weeks, you know, yeah. especially like that third and fourth week, you know, you're getting up into heavier percentages and then, mm-hmm. you know, going for a uh, a max rep. So I think that's like when you're doing that, it's normal to feel some fatigue, you know. Yeah. Um, maybe the motivation is, a little, you know, lacking yeah. a little bit, you know. And then even this week, you know, you could have a little bit of fatigue, but next week after going through this week where things have kind of changed up. We're not on the barbell as much. We're not lifting yeah. as heavy. You know, we're still doing a lot of good stuff, like structurally. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like your body, by next week, you should be starting to feel, feel pretty, pretty good, good again, yeah. you know. Yeah. And now you're ready to go. You're, yeah. you're ready to, to take on whatever that next three to four week window looks like.
0: Now, when, so speaking to that, let's say that I'm at one of those times where I probably should dial it back. Mm-hmm. But I'm in class. Mm-hmm. And the guy next to me, like, I know I can, I know I can do it, but I'm going to have to, you know, I know I can get him or I know I can go out the door first. I know if I really, maybe I couldn't personally smoke him on the run, but maybe there's something on the inside yeah. that I can get. So what do you do to mitigate that? Um, because, because if we get right down to it, we're not supposed to compete every day. We compete with ourselves, but we're not supposed to be competing every day. We're supposed to be training yeah. or we're supposed to be practicing. So how do you get to where not every single workout? has to be a competition i
1: think that's something you learn man you know
0: <laughs> do you learn it the hard way you do yeah. i think you okay. do you yep. know and i think because i yep. think
1: we can stand up at that whiteboard and we can talk about this stuff and we can do it in this podcast and talk about yep. you know well you should you shouldn't do that you should don't worry about what the guy next to you is doing but we all know that there's advantages to that too you know oh yeah uh, because there are those times where maybe we are being a little bit of weak, you know weak minded. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we're just not for whatever reason our head's not in it. But because um, somebody else around us you know is kind of pushing, it, it makes us reach for, for a little bit more. Uh, or maybe it's even the coach saying, "Hey, I think you can do five pounds more. Yeah, or I think true. you can do one more rep. Um, I think there's benefits in that, you know. Yeah. And that's another thing that I think is really cool about it. And Watching people grow is watching them mature to the point where they know what they're capable of, they know where their limits are, yep. you know they know when they can push for one more rep yeah um, and they know when it it they're reaching outside of their comfort zone, yeah you know, and I think it's good to get outside your comfort zone. I don't think it's good to push to a point where you're risking you know, injury, sure. you know, if it's sure. the point where, you know, if you go for one more rep at this weight, um, you know, it's, your form is not going to be it's, looking it's good because right. it didn't look great right. on the last rep, right. probably not a great idea, you know, or, uh, you know, if re- going for that one more rep, uh, on a toe to bar or whatever, potentially means that your hands Coming off come break. off, come it's off not break. worth it, no. you know? And I think, Sometimes we have to come off the bar and land on our back To realize that going for that last rep Probably wasn't the best idea
0: Sometimes You can Google Nick, your anchor Getting that world record Fran However many years ago Come off the bar, broke broke his collarbone Yeah, Yeah. Now, in that iteration What it sounds like to be able to figure that out Without having any sort of injury present itself I need, in the beginning At least in the beginning I need to stop short Every yeah. time I come in I know I, I have a oh. what I think a hundred percent is or what I know it will feel like, I need to never get there in the beginning.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think you always gotta leave something that you know, yeah. one rep. Yeah. Leave one rep. That's good. Idea. Um and I think that will help you uh it gives you the motivation to know to train a little bit more, to harder yeah. to yeah. get to that next whatever that next threshold is. But um the key to this is the longevity of it, you know? Day, it's not yeah. the short time or short term. It's not what we PR, um, you know, today. It's that we can continue to train and that we can still be doing it a year from now, five years from now. Because chances are you look back on that in the next five years, well, and it's probably not going to be so big, you know? Right. But if you're constantly battling injuries and in and out of the gym and then that's messing with the consistency of like what you're able to do. And then your mind. Yeah, I mean, it's very like that and that probably is maybe more powerful than even the physical side of it is the mental aspect of how just discouraging it is. For sure. Um, when you're away from your friends, away from your routine yeah that's that 's harmful to you yeah I mean, I think we all saw that you know we experienced something just a few months ago that we 'd never experienced before with <laughs> the gym being closed, yeah. and we had no choice but to n- not be around like our community yeah and I think we all now realize i know for me you know is just how powerful and motivating that the community is yeah, um, and you know that on those days when you don 't you don't feel like doing it. That it's those people that kind of draw that they draw something out of you that maybe sometimes we don't even know that. And those we are have. the days that are probably the most important when it's oh, when yeah. you really don't want and, to because motivation is not going to get you
0: by. But the discipline that it takes to actually make the thing a habit, I think that's that, what's going to make. And it. I
1: think the thing is there too is we rarely remember anything about the workout. You know, it's not like we remember how much weight we lifted that's or true. how fast we did the work, whatever the workout was what we remember is that, man, I just, I really didn't want to do it, yeah. but I did. Yeah. And maybe there was this moment where everybody was around you and they were cheering you on. We've all had that moment, you know, and yeah. how powerful it was. Yeah. Um. So, I think that's like the things that you remember. Rarely do I ever, you know, if I look back over my training career, um, the be- the best moments weren't like, they weren't the moments I thought they would be, you know, like hitting that all time best PR clean or PR snatch or my yeah. fastest friend ever. Although they were like really sweet moments for me. Once I got there, I realized that it wasn't it's not the number that that was that made it like awesome. It was for me, I knew everything I had done to get to that so point. The journey
0: rather than the destination.
1: Oh, yeah. for sure, you yeah. know, and that's what I remember. It wasn't like you're like, well, I mean, it's what's next? It's on yeah. to the next, okay? I hit this. Well, now I'm five pounds more, you know. So or, if you
0: would make the journey, it more about the journey as opposed to all of the end results. Then maybe we stay in the game a little longer. I think that's. I think that's, and like you were talking about with with it looking at it at at kind of five years from now you're just talking about the definition of health which is fitness over your lifetime it's not necessarily how fit you can be today yeah but it's how fit can you be in 15 years from now when you try to bend down pick up your kids how are your knees how's your back how strong are you then and there yeah that goes into so we've been talking about a crossfitter who've been doing this for five or ten years or whatever Mm -hmm. well what happens if I haven't been what happens if I've been on the couch for 10 years, and, and you know just as well as I do, that you're, gonna, you're gonna pay a price somewhere. Yeah. If you come in and you do 6,000 pull-ups at one point in time, your shoulder's gonna get weird and then you're gonna have to like pay attention to it, not do a pull-up for a couple days, then it'll get better and everything's fine. Yeah. But if you sit on a couch, I mean, you're gonna get a whole bunch of weird stuff from that. For sure. So what happens if I've been doing that for a really long time? Like, where do I start? Because like, technically, I mean, I'm, I'm still injured yeah. Right. So, how do I start coming in and trying to do any sort of fitness if I haven't done anything
1: and I feel like a train wreck just walking up a hill? Well, you know what I mean? I think that's like where we all started, you know, to some degree. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really, you know, the coolest part about it is knowing that, I mean, to my knowledge, we have a lot of amazing athletes here, but we don't, yeah. we're not talking about a gym full of professional athletes, you know. We have a lot of amazing people. We have a lot of amazing people, but it's not like we all came from these elite athletic backgrounds, you know, and we do have some people who are phenomenal athletes. But um, I think it's just understanding that really no matter what you see, you know, you're going to see people doing muscle ups and putting barbells over their head and uh, doing burpees and all these different things that you think I can never do that. But those people thought that exact thing, you know, like we've all been, there was always that one movement or two movements or for some of us, 10 movements, you know, that we were like, I'm I'm never going to be able to do this or mine will never look like that, you know. Um, But again, you know, it's, we all had to start somewhere. Yeah. you know and there's that's the most beautiful thing i think of it that there is about what we do is there is something that every single person can do and i've been doing this for 10 years and i've never ran into a scenario with an individual where i was not able to find some variation of the movement that they could do yeah. no matter what their background and no matter their age, you know, whether they were in their eighties and had never been in a gym before, you know yeah some some movements were a far reach for them yeah. but maybe we're uh, maybe the goal is just to get them to stand up out of the chair, you know, mm-hmm. and if I can do that, i've just improved their quality of life drastically, you know, mm-hmm. and potentially kept them out of a nursing home, you mm-hmm. know or, or maybe it's the like you know, the 30-year-old who hasn't done anything since maybe high school sports. Yeah. And now they're starting to realize, uh, I mean, maybe I've packed on a few pounds. Um, I'm, I've am got a little bit of shoulder pain. I'm starting to deal with some back pain. Uh, recognizing that there's these physical issues that are popping up that they've, like, yep. really never had to deal with. Sure, yeah. Um, man, what an opportunity, you know, like, to catch it at this point. Early you enough, know. yeah. Yeah. And what's harder? Is it harder to be the guy
0: who was the football star who hasn't done anything for 20 years, who's fallen apart, or is it harder to be the guy who was never really athletic, who just decides, you know, 20 years after sitting on the couch, like, hey, I feel like I need to do something for myself. Who's who's in the
1: harder position there? No, I th- I think the athlete, Yeah. you know. I think because, because at one point you were, and I can speak from firsthand experience, you know, um, athletically, like you know, doing anything sport related, like it came pretty natural to me, yeah. you know. And I think that was the hardest thing, you know, when I started doing like CrossFit and Olympic lifting, you know, there was just movements I had never, I had never done before, like sure. a snatch. Yeah. Sure. Um. So like, was it frustrating very frustrating, and, and yeah. it didn't come natural to me, and that was probably the most frustrating, you know, part was like. Why can't I do this? You know, this is, yeah. Um, so, but also getting to the point where I had to realize, like, you know, I maybe I I wasn't prepared for what I was like, you know, being approached with, and that I had to like lower my standard a little bit, maybe, you know, maybe I had too high of expectations for myself, and now I was. Whatever, twenty-eight years old, and I had been, you know, not not had been doing any like barbell Olympic lifting or anything for ten years or whatever it was at that time. Um, That sounds like a time to where a coach comes really
0: beneficial when you come in instead of what could be your expectations, like you just said. Like I had this, why don't you you pass that up to somebody else? I give it to somebody who that's all they do, and just be coachable.
1: Yeah, I think that's the key man. It's just humbling, you know, yeah. yourself enough to know like I don't know what I'm doing and that's why I need you, yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. And at that point you're just entrusting that person to to show you and teach you, you know, what it is that you need to do. And you're, you may battle different things, you know. For some, it might be the technical aspect of it that is just the hardest part. For others, it might be the mobility side. Oh yeah. Um, and then the, you need, then you factor in injuries. You know, maybe you had a labrum uh, or rotator cuff surgery when you were, you know, whatever yeah. playing sports. Um, so now you start to like really dive in and figure out the little yeah. nuances that can definitely play a factor in. But I think that's again where it is, that's the value of where the coach can really step in.
0: And so the only requirement then on the guy, on the guy coming in the door, really, the only thing that doesn't even really need to have an expectation of what needs to happen just just has to have enough humility to walk in the door and be like, man, I'm open for whatever, I'm game, just... And I need you. Show me what you got. Yeah, okay. I think
1: that's it, man. And I think those are like the sweetest moments as, no, a, for sure. as a coach and as an athlete is when you get uh, that person that does walk in and you you see that they're like fully bought in yeah. to what it is that you're doing and they want to learn and... Just coachable. Yeah, man. I mean, it's awesome and it's cool. You know to watch them progress, oh, you know, sure. and watch it happen. And cool, does it happen overnight? Yeah. No, but because of their determination and their coachability, you know, it does. It, it starts to like come together.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: and we've got those stories are like endless. You know, like we got they're all over. They're all over the they're gym, over, yeah. and I think that's again like the port the important piece for like the new person coming in is. Uh, and even if you are like a little bit more. Um strong willed or bullheaded as far as like, oh, I can do this, you know, I snatched 225 when I was in college, yeah. you know, well, yeah. that was awesome, but yeah. you're thirty now, you know, <laughs> or you're fifty ago. now, yeah. you know, That's or whatever it is. That. And so we gotta understand that like we made some choices along the way that could have potentially negative had a negative impact. Mm -hmm. Um, but that was then this is now and let's you know wipe the slate clean and now if i'm that guy who, who hasn't done anything for 10 years but never did anything for 10
0: years before that i've just been sitting on the couch yeah what would my what would your first step be for that guy not not the athlete who's done things but the guy who is intimidated because he's never done anything he knows that when he walks in he touches a barbell and that's Likely the first
1: time. Yeah. I, mean, I think it's just getting them to believe that they can, you know. Yeah. Um, I think because they have no experience, it uh, it would be easy to look at it and say, that's not me, you know, or I can never do, you know, mm-hmm. something like that because I never have. I don't have any experience. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think that's, I personally enjoy those probably the most, you know, because... There's no bad habits to break, there's no barriers <laughs> yeah. to overcome. It really it just comes down probably more to the mental side of it than the physical of just getting them to believe like that you can do this, you know? Yeah. I know you can. Um simplifying it enough to where they can understand. Recently I read I was reading this book and uh, he's talking about what makes a good coach and it was he he mentioned that Good coaches are able to take very complex things and make them seem simple, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that's like mastery, you know? Yeah, for sure. And the Olympic lift is something, I mean, I remember when I learned, you know, it's like when to pull, you know? Sure, yeah. What am I trying to do with my legs, you know? What about the hip, you know? There's so many moving pieces to it, and then you're wanting me to get under the bar, like... What yeah. are you talking it's about? Terrifying. You know? Yeah, terrifying. And it's over my head. Yeah. And I'm in mean, a squat. Like there are so many moving pieces that it's just hard to but comprehend. Said,
0: if I walked in, the first movement you're gonna give me is not going to be no. the most complex movement. No we're gonna, no. we're we're gonna, we're gonna, gonna start burying Yeah, we're
1: gonna wait. I mean, what we're gonna do is those things like I was talking about, like, man, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna work it's making it. sure that functionally yeah. From a daily activity standpoint, yeah, you can important. do all those that's things. That's important. We want you yeah. getting in out of your car when you pull into the parking lot without having to tug on the steering wheel yeah. or grab the, the roof. You know? yeah, that's um, important. We want you picking up your backpack off the ground and uh, not holding your back. You and know? getting
0: yourself up off the ground. Yeah. I mean, thinking. all
1: those things. Like, I think we're going to make sure that you're prepared for life, yeah, daily life, before we ever move to those more exotic pieces yeah, yeah the uh the flashy stuff yeah. you know yeah um that's the fun stuff but we'll get there you know i like it man
0: that's yeah. good stuff that's, yeah. that's a lot of good stuff i think that i think we kind of nailed it down so with the for that uh that never done anything human it's just take that
1: first step man show up just show up that's the only requirement we have that that is true that's the only true. one if you just show up man We'll take it from there. And that uh, that
0: guy who's who 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 did do things, but hasn't for a while. Maybe it's maybe it's hey, uh, be coachable.
1: Yeah, just let us help.
0: Be a little humble. That's what we do. Um, that's all we do. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and I that's mean, all we
1: do. I think we're like we're so committed, and uh, and we want nothing else than for people to be successful and learn and do new things that they maybe have never done before, or maybe haven't done in years. Yeah. So. Um, man, we just like to see people, uh, succeed and be happy and live their best life.
0: And with that, I think, I think we'll call it. That does it. Thanks, buddy. All right, man. I appreciate it.